Welcome to Maker Skills, exploring your internal toolkit with PJ, Tanda, and Tom. Welcome back, everyone, to episode 79. Our skill topic for this week is PPing. Not, well, PPEing. I, 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 I didn't come up with this. Our, our guest from a previous episode i don't even think it was last week they still don't know what we're going to talk about Uh, yeah it it, aj huff from design the everything suggested that we talk about shop safety which there's no such thing as shop safety for the three of us but ppe ing or ppeing because it sounds funnier that's anyway tom what what skill class is ppeing uh four four eyes about a four eyes that's that describes me perfectly. Yes, that's that's mm. correct. Mm-hmm. Um, Tanda, did you do any research for PPing? Uh, PPing research. Uh, yeah, the only research I did was just to look up uh, some some things that people used to think were safe that we that we later found out really aren't aren't so safe and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna read them all because a lot of them are are things that people are aware of uh it, you know like um, like smoking used to be prescribed oh, um, right. but uh but in the early 1900s people believed that radioactivity was good for you radioactive items were sold including radium pendants for rheumatism uranium blankets for arthritis anti-aging radioactive cosmetics radioactive water and more where can i get some (laughs) another one that was uh was interesting then uh developed by bear laboratories in 1898 heroin cough syrup bear discontinued making heroin by 1910 when the addictive (laughs) properties of the drug were determined to be higher than originally thought the u.s outlawed the production of heroin several years later in 1924 uh, of course, there's bloodletting, which uh, was used for, for many an ailment back in the day. Um, John Hunter was a doctor who claimed to have cured himself of syphilis using mercury. Syphilis actually occurs in three <laughs> phases with remission periods in between that can last between two or three years. And it's a good chance that he was just in remission when he thought he had cured himself. Or dead. Um, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Technically, if you're which dead, is a cure, which is a cure anymore. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Uh, lobotomy was first dead. performed in the 1890s. Um, the procedure was thought to be a cure for mental illness. During its popularity between the 1940s and 50s, it was performed on about 40,000 people in the U.S. What was this? I missed it. Uh, lobotomies. Yeah, I've heard that word. I don't so know what it means. 40s, uh, you you take out one of one or both of your frontal lobes of your brain oh good god like you go in and go in and scramble them with something oh a lobotomy got it lobotomy yeah most famous of <laughs> which uh phineas gage who was i think tamping some dynamite into a hole and the and the tamping rod blew out through the front of his skull and didn't kill him but gave him a lobotomy so uh ironically but, yeah. enough out of those forty thousand people most of them are now politicians yeah, it's possible. It's possible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, neurologist Walter Freeman developed a quick method called a transorbital lobotomy or ice pick lobotomy. A patient would be made unconscious by electroshock, 
Then an instrument which resembled an ice pick was inserted above the eyeball and through the orbit. When the brain was reached, the pick would be moved back and forth to destroy the neural pathways. This process was repeated on the other side. Hmm. That sounds yeah, like the yeah. Duresta version of the lobotomy. It's true. You could use an ice pick, a Duresta ice pick lobotomy. Not recommended. Yeah. No, definitely not. Yeah. Especially uh, 1950s and 60s, uh, LSD was uh, was often prescribed for a number of things. Um, Loneliness. Oh, here's a here's a, here's a good here's a good one. Um, fat banished. Fat, 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 and always stay thin. Fat banished. How do you do it? You ingest tapeworms. <laughs> In the 50s, people started infecting themselves with tapeworms in order to lose weight. The idea was that the tapeworms are parasitic and feed off the foods that eat that you eat. This means your calories would be split between you and the tapeworm. So, uh, you wouldn't side, side note. <laughs> side note. I was going to uh, say sidebar. I well, keep, eventually you'd probably take some kind him. of sulfur, sulfur drug and lose all that weight. I, I don't remember the disease, okay? But... There is a disease that still exists, and the There's only treatable method... No, I'm talking about a specific disease, Tom. Not all of the diseases. <laughs> there is a specific disease I don't remember the name of. but We'll call it Bob. We'll call it Bob. Bob disease. Uh, the only treatable method was to infect yourself with tapeworms because the tapeworms... Um, produced some kind of enzyme and the enzyme forces the disease into remission and like this guy figured it out through some method like he was doing research and wound up in africa where this specific type of tapeworm exists and he found mm -hmm. like the people in this village all had tapeworms but none of them had the disease and and anyway uh that's that was like a treatment method that, and it's this is like modern day like this hmm. i read about this like five six years ago um and the guy was selling the tapeworms but he ran into like legal problems because the tapeworms come out in your poop and so he was taking them out of there and then cleaning them like sterilizing them so that they didn't have any germs and then selling them but because it was in his poop there was like some kind of like huge medical like you can't do that you can't sell worms from your poop you know but like he got he he got it from africa like he, he can't like they didn't like he was uh somewhere in the uk i don't remember exactly where but like that was the only way to make them was to like to catch them <laughs> so it's i don't know it's a real thing i'm not making it up it's a real story i believe you <clears throat> So, so then he started a lab making them, where he just, uh, you know, had a, had a number of people that he uh, infected with tapeworms and started a tapeworm farming operation. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So. That that part is probably not true. I just threw that in. That was the last thing I had. So, oh. just some interesting facts of things that people did, you know, because they thought they were healthy and and or safe back in the day. I'm surprised you didn't find that thing about the heroin glue for, for you know, oh, that's I, also, yeah. Yeah, well, another one another one um, that was interesting was uh, green dye made from arsenic. 
which oh was, yeah uh, yeah yeah dresses that was, uh, that's certainly another one that uh, that comes up in this sort of thing yeah it was uh, i think we might have covered that on another episode but there were dresses made from green dye and the, the women got sick from uh, yeah i think it's possible and i may i may be misremembering this but i think that's was it napoleon i think someone may have died because of like wallpaper green wallpaper or something throughout their he he was ill something wasn't it he was he was sick yeah the there was there was the wallpaper was dyed with arsenic but um he he didn't die from that he died he died from like uh tuberculosis or something um anyway well yeah the wallpaper people gave him tuberculosis so that they wouldn't take the fall right that was a huge cover-up very successful yeah tom yeah what about you what research did you do on peeing i got a little fun fact and then a a little homework for everybody but the safety glass safety glasses were um that we know today were were created in 19 by garrett morgan and i think his name has come up on this podcast before and maybe we can think about that while I keep go- keep going. Um, he received a patent for his for his safeties that he used in gas masks. Uh, so World One World War One brought wide scale use of safety glasses. When automakers saw the Morgan safety glasses, automakers began began using it for, for windshields. Oh, safety not for safety glass, safety glass like glass no. with a layer of plastic entrained in it, or Sure. This is saying he has a patent for safety gl- glass, mm-hmm. but but if it was in a gas mask, maybe it was just two circles or one big circle. I don't know. Right. I don't have that information. This isn't a podcast where we cast where we actually research. It's just like superficial research. Right. So. I think that's I think that's universally understood. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, uh, but but yeah, I just love that auto love that automated <laughs> idea. Let's put it in cars, not not give it to our workers maybe they did they did both but that's my story and i'm sticking to it but then i looked up more uh garrett morgan and um i just like like he invented lots of things which i'm trying to find at the moment uh including oh so i think it came up in the sewing episode if i'm not mistaken because um he he invented a hair straightening product a breathing device a revamped sewing machine and an improved tra- traffic signal, which is fascinating. I don't know what the improvement is. Again, superficial research. But I'm going to look into this guy. He seems super interesting. And he was born in 1870. That's like 12 years after the 13th Amendment was passed. So for him, so for him to have crazy life, he's also lived 90 years almost. Um, so he had a very, very long life, but I bet he got back at all of those car guys who were, who were trying to use up all the safety glass by inventing a better traffic signal. That was, that yeah. was clever of him. That was, that was yeah. Brilliant. brilliant. There's some I, pay, I, some payback there. Tom, I don't remember anything about a vampire sewing machine. That, that doesn't sound familiar. Uh, revamped. Revamped. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I either. Yeah, that's that's what I said. Yeah. But that's all I got. So everybody, the homework is look up Garrett Morgan, G A R R E T T M O R G A N. I like to spell while I read the it. The P is the P is silent. Yeah, the three is silent. PJ, what'd you get? 
I got I got a list of something, but I don't want to read it because you guys have said so much. I'm gonna do the little short thing I found, <gasps> which was when when was PPE protective gear invented, and it came up in 1898. A California businessman named Edward Dickinson Bouillard uh, began selling protective headgear made out of leather. And his business did pretty well for years until the outbreak of World War One, which gave him the idea to upgrade his leather hats. And that's it. That's all it said. And that's all I'm saying. Not helmets, yeah. just upgraded no. leather hats. Yeah. The yeah. Romans. Yeah. The the Roman PPE when they went into battle. Tom. Yeah. Inter internet. Internet. The bad news is we're sending you to the front. The good oh. news oh. we're sending you with upgraded leather hats. They're very stylish. <laughs> you deserve it because you're worth it. Look, you love the way you look. Exactly. You've just entered the dealer's corner where bargains are currency. Prepare yourself. All right. I got a dealer's corner, but Tanda's got a write-in. So we're going to go to Tanda first. Yeah, the write-in comes to us from Jack Has Tools. And, uh, yeah, this is a free beer fantango. We're going to call it uh, Beer is the New Bitcoin. And uh, so he spotted a crate full of hand tools on Marketplace. He saw some brand tools in the only picture the ad had. Decided it was worth the gamble, especially with the asking price on it. Namely, asking to trade it all for a case of beer. The seller, or is it a trader in this case, was a hobbyist beer brewer. He just needed the case to store his own home-brewed beer. He was kind enough to show me around his garage with his brewing setup. We talked about Belgian beer for a while, and he gave me some of his own beer to try out. So I went home with a bunch of tools, most of which were quality brands like Snap-on and free beer. Oh, and the case of beer I traded was just twenty-one twenty-five. And I sold the tools I didn't want or need for 30 euros. So he came out positive beer and no, tools. You can't beat that. You can't in beat fact, that. In fact, we're about to watch PJ try. try and fail miserably. This is going to be fun for me. Yeah. yeah. But. Yep. Oh, I'm here. Oh, Tom. Sidebar. You know, PJ said, uh, uh -huh. I've got really short list yeah. for the research. I'm and thrilled. you looked kind of excited I for a minute. I a little. Yeah. Yeah. You you should you should know by now. That that means oh, that his dealer's of... corner is like eighteen pages long. I'm gonna go get a snack. Yeah. I mean I don't go with dog my refrigerator. Food. So Okay, so uh, you know, let's let's put our our uh, yeah. okay, cardboard cutouts out. Well you go first. You we shouldn't do it at the and, same time. Uh, yeah, and then when PJ comes back yeah, when PJ comes back We'll just have our cutouts in place, and uh, we'll meet back here and say then. 15. All right. Oh, there he is. And that was oh, all awesome. I found. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys? Uh, yeah, the one with the, the thing. Um, I, what was the second one? Oh, uh, that was the one with the box of stuff, I think. The rusty stuff, maybe? No, I didn't have any boxes. Oh yeah, maybe that was no, not the not the box thing. The, what was the second one, PJ? PJ, 
Wait a second. Did, did you guys, were you listening to me? I just got done reading the whole list. Oh, yeah, I was I was listening intently, and uh, for some reason yeah. I thought you said it was a box. Maybe it was a tub or a barrel or something. Where was I? Right you here. You were right here. I, you, you were, were watching me the whole secure. time. Guys, telling us all about you it. weren't listening at all. We're, I, I can't believe you guys. We've been doing this show for over a year. It's almost two years now. You don't even... Did you Fine, see the I'll look on my face? No, I, I, that... I was, I was wrapped. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean if you want if you want you can you can fill us in on what we missed I, I mean obviously I, I missed a few couple things I, I'm gonna do the whole thing over again it's really annoying but I I, I oh good I, I, I went to the Jacktown flea market okay how many times I, right yeah okay yeah oh so, Jack in the box that's why I thought of that box <clears throat> there was no well there was boxes there that's there I didn't take any though but but anyway, uh, three times a year. This is the first one of the year. It happened to be on Saturday, which was the hottest day here. It was up to 93. I I had to go somewhere else first, and that is an epic pick that I'm going to have to do next week for reasons you'll find out next week. I can't do it. I can't I can't even say it now. It's, it's so, so bad. So anyway, this is the second half of the day. I was already, like, worn out and dirty when I got there. Um, anyway, this is a short list for me. Usually when I go there, I've got like a list of like 80 things. I got 20 things. That's it. And, and a lot of them are doubles. Yeah. That is a short, that is a short list, man. For Jacktown. Usually I have like three wagons full of tools. I had one and a half wagons. It was, it was like, I was very disappointed. Um, but the first thing I got was a cast iron lamp base that had all kinds of intricate scroll work. It had four feet on it, and it was all rusty. But I was like, "Man, this this would make a cool, cool thing, cool project video." Five bucks. So I, I didn't even haggle the guy. Uh, mm-hmm. The the, mm-hmm. the next one, which was totally because of my brass addiction, there was a guy that had six. It, they were on a piece of copper wire, like a like keys almost. Uh, there were large, let's say quarter inch to half inch brass washers, but they oh, were that's like right the, the brass washers. That's what I couldn't remember. You're yeah, right. that was the second thing. Yeah, that was the second thing. So there was six of those, probably like about two pounds. These things were huge. Two dollars. I, I don't have a use for them, but they were brass, so I took them. You, you bought bought scrap metal for for two dollars. Yes, yes, be, but, yeah. because they because they were brass. It, it makes sense. Um, I got three DVDs for three dollars, so that, that that was a good deal. Scrap plastic as well. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, lots um, of circular shaped objects. Uh, I got more circular shaped stuff. This is also this is very cool. I got a a set of Harper Handy Casters. There's three of them. They're three wheeled casters for mach- machine moving. So it's like a sunken cup and then you put a leg in there and then it's got it's a triangle shape with you know metal wheels anyway they look really cool they've got raised lettering 15 bucks and um and i know from seeing other people that buy these they're a lot more um i bought this next one i thought was a really good idea until i got it home uh i got a premier handy blower for ten dollars 
which looks to be like a 1940s, 1950s blower, like a leaf blower. Uh, but it didn't have the extension, like the tube. It was just like the motor with a handle and like an outlet, right? And I talked to the guy about it. And he's like, oh, yeah, I was blowing like two inches of snow off my deck with this thing. It's super strong. And I'm like, oh, I was thinking this would be good for like a blacksmith forge, you know, a blower for a blacksmith forge to get the fire all good and hot. I got it home. It's, it's hard to hold with two hands. Like, this might actually shoot the coal out of the forge. I don't know if it's a good idea anymore. But it's uh, it's heavy, and it's all metal, and I figured it wouldn't melt around a forge. So 10 bucks is still a good deal for that. Um, probably the deal of the entire trip. I got two Starrett Indicators... Sterret edge finder and a bunch of miscellaneous Sterret parts from this guy that didn't know what they were, and I and I, I like I literally just took the two indicators up first and I go these are a little rusty how much for these he goes ah I don't know uh, five bucks and I'm like yeah he goes oh did you see the other stuff that goes with them and I'm like oh the other Sterret stuff yeah yeah that all goes together. <laughs> So he, he just started loading me up. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is all included? Oh, oh, yeah, I'll take it. Sure, no problem, man. Five bucks. I don't. I think that's got to be the cheapest stare at anything. And the uh, the edge finder was brand new, like completely oiled. Nothing, no no rust, no nothing. It's like it's, it's a gem. <clears throat> um, I got 12 Darnell two-wheel low-profile swivel casters for 40 bucks. So think of like a normal swivel caster, but then make the wheel smaller and put two wheels side by side. So it's like a really wide profile for rolling over hard to roll things. The guy wanted 50 bucks. I talked him down to 40. So I was, for two I was casters? happy with my purchase. For casters. These are nice casters. How many? 12. Oh. Maybe. Well, he won. He he told me he normally gets three bucks a pop, and um, anyway, yeah. I talked him down. I was happy with my purchase. Same guy. Three, three bucks a uh, pop. Three bucks a pop. That would have yeah. been that would have been thirty six dollars. No. Carry <laughs> no. the niner. Maybe he paid forty and then he rounded down after for. Uh, maybe he said four. I don't know. I think he said four. I said three. I said three. He said four. My memory. It was a hot day. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired. Hey, it doesn't matter. I, I got. He wanted fifty. I talked him down to forty. I don't Fair remember enough. what the original price was. Anyway, he had other tools there, and um, he had a Metabo angle grinder for four and a half. You know, pretty standard. No handle or guard. Five bucks. And Ooh. it ran, runs fantastic. I'm like, hey, that's a good deal. Then he had a Hitachi reciprocating saw in the case with two blades, 15 bucks. And it's 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 like new condition. And then he had a Porter cable reciprocating saw with 17 blades in a Milwaukee case for 10 bucks. I'm like, okay, I'll take that too. And uh, then I moved to the next guy next to him, and I got 10 DVDs for 14 bucks. 
Uh, one of them was a Blu-ray, but I, I didn't feel like writing that in. 17 DVDs uh, for our listeners. Yes, 17. No, that's not 17. You that's said 13. Three. What are you doing? You said I said three was the first, and then I got 10. That was $14. I, I hate myself for str- oh. making this go longer. Continue. 13. <laughs> It's but it's fault. 19 total <laughs> things that are shaped like DVDs or washers. That's my confusion. Oh, that's what I was counting the washers. That's probably what it was because the there were the six washers yeah. earlier. Thank you, Panda, yeah. Panda. Uh, that's 27. Yeah. Uh, so then I got uh, two hedge trimmers for two bucks, which was the best deal on hedge trimmers. There was more to come. I got a really weird um, pipe wrench, an 18 inch Tremo. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but it's got a weird shape to it. And found myself strangely attracted to it. Two dollars. Um, this was another good thing. If you're into rebuilding vintage stuff, uh, vintage toggle switches are hard to come by. And the vintage ones usually have like a little ball at the end. Mm-hmm. I got 12 vintage toggle switches for six bucks. So I was very pleased with that. I got a vintage square for a buck. Um, I got a 48-inch cantilever bar clamp for 10 bucks. Another vintage square with a bubble level for five. Then we've got head shears for two bucks, set of three head shears for 10 bucks, and another set of three head shears for 12 bucks. It was a lot of head shears. And that was it. That was like, there's nothing, I mean, like the Starrett, there was like three great things out of that whole group. Um, so. That's always the best. I mean, you feel a little bit guilty when, uh, you know, someone doesn't have any idea what something is. And they're just, oh, they're, this little wiggly thing. Man. 30 cents? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I felt really bad after I got home because I should have taken, there was a, I don't know what they're called. Uh, I think they're radius profiles. Um, it was brown and sharp. And mm-hmm. like, it, I unfolded the plastic case, and it was like there were thin, thin steel, and it had different... Yeah, radius gauges. Radius gauges. Mm-hmm. Um, th- it was completely, like, brand new. And I didn't pick it up, and I'm, I got home, and I'm like, You're, why didn't you take that? You should have took... Somebody would have wanted that, you know. But but I didn't. Um, and uh, I, I think I tagged Tanda. I got triggered. They had hit miss engines there, and somebody had painted one blue and gold. And um, I was, I was like, Uh-oh. "You now you, you have to have one." Trying to get me to take one of these home. I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. You you take it. You take it back. I've got to get mine out this summer, and uh, and hook it up to something. I don't know what yet. Can you run a three D printer off of it? Do you have a Do you have a uh, What do you call it? A generator. Yeah, you could run a three D printer off of it probably yeah, yeah put a big oh. put a big slack belt on it and run it over to like an old school generator and then run a 3d printer off it. of it that'd yeah. be fun you, you could use it to <laughs> run your mini split tanda there we go yeah i could i could use it to run a mini split out in the trailer <laughs> i think so that that's that sounds like a solid plan i think you should do that send pictures i should use it just to as as many people do to make ice cream and then I wouldn't care about the heat. I just ditch the mini split and eat a lot of ice cream. Were those deals hot enough for you? You got a sizzling deal that's burning a hole in your pocket? Send it in. Maybe we'll read it on air. It's time for personal history. Tom, 
Tell us about your peeing. Peeing. Um, I usually go outside, but um, I don't know. I try. I do try to use, to use glasses all the time. I I actually use a face shield more than I use glasses. Uh, if I'm doing grinding, grinding or um, weed trimming. <laughs> I use a face shield because that stuff whips up and smacks you in the tooth and it's it's just super annoying and it's not, not so much well it is the, th- the projectile that, that I'm worried about but it's al- also the distraction that it causes is like when something hits you like that you, you like temporarily like freak out and you know if you're you know, if you're holding an angle grinder or something you just don't want to freak out in those moments um but I try, I try my best. I wish there was better mechanisms to be better about it. About it, like I do own a f- safety glasses, and I tend to leave them laying around on all the tools. But I still have trouble with it. it um, a mask, I, I use a mask more. But I, ever since going all in on Festool, I don't wear a mask as, as much. The dust collection is is just so good. Like, I sneeze pretty easily, right? Like, if if I'm working and I'm not using dust collection for some reason, I'm, reason I'm not using... Like, I'm sneezing within moment. moment. And with, with the Festool sander, it just never gets there. I don't have sawdust boogers at the end. Like, no. So, I think dust collection is part of PPE. That's my point. Yeah, yeah I think that's Okay. It. That's all I got. That's all I got in me. Is that it? Sorry, Tom's Tom's done. Tanda, um, <laughs> I'm 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 not easy as much sneezing. of an easy sneezer as so, uh, as Tom. Song. So that's probably a bad thing because uh, if I were an easy sneezer, then uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think there is a song. I'm an easy sneezer. Yeah, I think it was Huey Lewis. But uh, um, yeah, my dad was was very much a safety person. Um, and, and that being said, I mean, back in the day, people just didn't go to the extent we do today, but he was all about safety working in the oil field and growing up around him. And to the extent that he worked in production in the oil field for 37 years and had no reportable wow. accidents, which is pretty remarkable in that industry. But uh, um, I should probably wear a face shield more often. I'm really good about safety glasses, and they're always, I mean, I could probably wander around my shop right now and pick up 30 pairs of safety glasses because I just... There's a pair in your your head. Oh, yeah, there could be. Well, yeah, like right here at my desk. And this isn't even a desk where I do stuff. They're just all over. Three pairs. Yeah, (laughs) I mean... And that's just because I come here and I sit down at the computer. I realize I still got safety glasses on, you know, like 20 minutes into trying to read something or watch YouTube videos and I take them off. And then I've got so many pairs laying around. I just grab another pair somewhere else. My kids have made fun of me before because I had a pair of safety glasses on and two on my head that I just didn't realize were on my head. And I grabbed another pair and put them on. But, uh, so I'm really good about safety glasses, but when I'm grinding, um, I mean, it, I think we've all seen those pictures of people with a cutoff wheel embedded in their face or through their face shield. Um, 
doing things like that, I should be better about um, a face shield instead of safety glasses. Um, not as good about uh, um, masks or you know some kind of respirator or something like that. Sometimes when I when I should be, if I'm painting, if I'm doing something smelly like painting with uh, you know primer or something, I'll do a respirator. If I'm doing metal grinding, like when I was doing all of the brass stuff, I'd wear a respirator. But just day to day in the shop, um, there are probably times when I should be, and I'm not. So that's that's something I could certainly get better at. And uh, yeah, I think that I'm I'm probably reasonably safe. I'm pretty conscious of it, but and I and I can't if I think of it, I have to go. I can't ever talk myself out of it. You know, sometimes you think, eh, you know, I should go get, you know, a, a piece of safety equipment. I should put on my apron. I should put on my glasses. And if I think it, then I can't proceed. I, I you know, because I'm like, yeah, I've thought it. And now if my, if I be out my eye out, right. <laughs> then, then I'm going to, then I'm going to have to admit that I thought about it and then chose not to <laughs> and lost my eye. Um, so if I think <laughs> about it, I, that, you know, I always, always make sure and do it. And Tom brings up a good point about uh, about just the awareness thing. I always I teach a couple of classes at the makerspace, the mill and the lathe, and I always make sure and tell people hot chips are going to fly off and they are going to land on your arm. It's not going to kill you, but just be ready for it because if you're running the power feed or something, if this thing's moving, be ready for it so you're not just totally distracted by it and you you know take your hands off of a lever that's going to stop the power feed or something mm -hmm. trying to brush a chip off um just just know that it can happen so there's a few things personal history what have you got pj well i gotta say i'm surprised neither one of you mentioned this <clears throat> but my biggest uh protective gear which i've talked about before is i have a glove of session I have have more gloves than I think I have anything uh -oh. else. Yeah, I uh -oh. I wear gloves. I don't really wear gloves. I'm, I'm anti-glove. I mean, I just I I worry about my gloves getting caught in things, so my hands are often scraped up. But I kind of prefer that. I mean, over getting my glove caught in something. I, I like, have. I like a plastic glove, but not. I've got not plastic. I got plastic. I got rubber. I got leather. I got cotton. I got. Every kind of glove you... I've got electrical insulation gloves, okay? I got all the gloves, and I still buy more, okay? Shrimp, I got all shrimp, the gloves. Shrimp. Yeah. I, yeah. Gumbo. Glove gumbo. <laughs> glove fricassee. Glove, glove PJ, barbecue. PJ probably has a set of rubber gloves that he uses for handling gloves that he doesn't know where they've been. Yeah, yeah. You got to be careful with that kind of stuff. Listen, yeah, but when, hey, he's out by, put, when he's out buying used gloves... gloves. The point is, you're worried about stuff getting caught. I have never, I take it back. There was one time it almost got caught, almost, but it didn't happen. And it was, um, my circular saw was on and I was behind it. Or no, I wasn't, I wasn't behind it. I was trying to pull uh, a piece of wood through and as I was doing that, on the return, as I was coming back towards me, it caught the glove and threw my hand up. So like it just like the tip of the thumb caught 
and it didn't touch my finger, it just touched the glove. And then I was like, oh, I need to give this thing more birth. Like, I don't even need to be anywhere as near as close as that. Because if I hadn't been wearing a glove, it would have cut my hand. So I was like, man, that's that's a lesson. I got lucky I, there. I pretty pretty strong lesson though. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I I think I would rather have a nick on my thumb than to birth a circular saw. I, I don't I don't think you. If I was if I heard that correctly. No, I didn't. I think I didn't you did. Didn't I think you anything. said it wrong, but you heard it correctly. I I got a little nip on the glove. Is what I'm trying to say. It didn't hurt me. We, okay, that's it. It's never been. I'm, I've never been pulled into anything, and I use gloves all the time. I have gloves. Not yet. Not I, yet. I say, I would say, uh, out of all the times I'm in the shop, okay, this is this is like total shop time. I am wearing gloves ninety percent of the time. I have even gloves when on. you use what? wire wheel. What about a wire wheel? Yeah, yeah. You're crazy. Yeah. No. No. Oh, it. Dude, no, dude, you're wire crazy. wheels. Wire wheel tears up the gloves, man. My finger, you know, I get, you know, I get hit, I hit it, and it tears up the glove. Fingers are fine. Yeah, but Never your get fingers are fine. Yeah, but what if your what what if your glove pulls you in? Never happened. PJ, no joke. It's never go, happened. Go to your wire wheel after the show. Turn it on and touch it with your finger. Nothing happens. Uh, I don't think you know how wire wheels work. They rip the <laughs> they flesh do. right off your finger. No, they do not. What wire wheel are you using, man? Is it made out of all silly of them? Putty? My, my, on my angle grinder, on my, my, on my drill, the wire wheel just does not hurt you that quickly, but it will okay. if, if it grows glove. Tom, I have an. A, they an make eight wire inch, wheels out of silly putty. I have an eight-inch wire wheel, okay, that is on my um, radial drill press which I use for large objects I need to get stuff off. Mm -hmm. Now, the drill press happens to be right next to where my hanging fan is, and the fan turns on in the back. So I have to reach my arm past the drill to turn the fan on. And if I'm not wearing long sleeves, because this has happened to me three times, if I hit, this is not on. This so is you just, wear long, you just... wear long sleeves around spinning objects as well? I'm oh just I... <laughs> horribly wrong. You're not listening to me, okay? You're right. If I'm I've not stopped. wearing long sleeves, <laughs> if it's bare skin and I hit that wheel, all of a sudden my whole arm is bleeding. When, when it's not With on, it, sure. When it's not on, yep. okay? Yep. So when it's when it's on, way worse. Nope. Okay, that's my point. Nope. Yeah. Nope, nope yeah. stabby anymore. Oh, my God. I don't think you understand <laughs> what stabby means, Tom. When I'm wire wheel wheeling stuff, my finger will hit the wire wheel wheel constantly. That's why you got six fingers. <laughs> yeah, I well, also you used to have six fingers. I have have yes, I have six fingers fingers is an accurate statement. I also have ten. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. What's, you got, what's you weird is I have six, six fingers. fingers. You got four nubs. The fingers are on one hand. But that's that's beyond the scope of this podcast. My name is Menigo Antoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Oh my uh, god! I used to have six fingers, but then I took one off with a wire wheel. This is the end of the show. The end of the show. Anyway, right? it it should be. I feel like. Yeah, let's no. let's wrap it up. Oh, we haven't got to the commercial yet. But I didn't finish. You guys interrupted. Oh, you me. weren't done. So, 
Oh, now, dear. you wanted to complain about my, my, my glove addiction. The, the gloves, I use gloves all the time, and they have saved me more times than, you know, I think, okay, so here's the thing. When I was growing up, there was no real safety precautions as far as anything like safety goggles or any of that. My, but here's what my dad told me. When, we, when I got my truck, okay, my dad was a car guy, and I got the biggest piece of garbage you could get. I got an 86 Ford Ranger. It was a four-cylinder manual transmission, and it was running on one and a half cylinders. It was terrible. So we had to take the whole engine apart and have like the the cylinders board and the, the, I don't know. It was a whole bunch of stuff. Like it was it was bad. But anyway, as we're doing this, he told me he said, "Listen, it doesn't matter what machine it is. Machines are designed to hurt you. Okay, they're designed to do a job, and that's it." That job does not include you not getting hurt. So just remember that anytime you're working or anytime you're around a machine, it's going to hurt you. So be careful. And even if it's that's just like a socket and you're trying to get a nut loose, as soon as it goes loose, your knuckles are going right into something sharp. He said, so make sure you're careful. And so that has always stuck with me. I have... I wish he knew about gloves. I... I well, that that's why I wear gloves. That's what I'm saying, you know? That's why I wear the gloves so my I don't get my knuckles all busted up. I, I told you guys I, I, I've got the, the shin guards now that I wear in the shop because that's where all the injuries are from me walking into things. It has nothing to do with my hands. Nothing's hitting me in the face. You know, it's it's all the stuff I'm not looking at. You know, I'm just running into drill presses and things. Uh, but I do have a face shield and... The face shield I got from the last real job I had I was working at a on-demand print shop, and we had this guy come in <laughs> who was a real stickler for safety protocols. Like he was trying to get us OSHA certified, and everybody was like, uh, "Can you just go away? We don't want to be OSHA certified. We like how everything is here." And he issued everybody <laughs> face shields, and he's like, "You got to wear this." And I'm like, "I don't want to wear that." And he's like, "You don't have a choice." Wait, in a print shop? It was, it was, <clears throat> yeah, it was a print shop. We did a lot of things in there. <laughs> I was in the maintenance department. So uh, some of the things uh, I was doing okay. might have been considered a little dangerous. You know, uh, I, I kind of invented some processes that didn't exist, let's say. But when I left, he's like, you take the face shield with you. It's, you've been wearing it. No one else can wear it. It's yours. So that's the face shield I have now. It's the face shield I've had for like 20 years. And uh, two or three months ago, I, I have no idea what happened, but the shield just suddenly shattered when I wasn't wearing it. Like I looked at it and it had cracks, all like, like vertical cracks all along the entire thing. And I'm like, was somebody like smashing this thing when I wasn't in here? I don't understand what happened. Hmm. And uh, and it's a Uvex face shield. It's pretty standard. So I just went on Amazon and I ordered a replacement for it. And they just pop in and out. There's no screws or anything. And right. now it's fine. It's, it's just like it's like maybe it out. got something spilled on it that caused the plastic to craze or something. I I don't know, but I will say uh, one thing I do use it for, which I don't think people know about because it's not really recommended. Are we going to uh, have to cut this part out? We might, yeah. Uh, okay. In Pennsylvania, 
when the winters are very cold, the wind is the worst part. The wind will sting your face before any snow bothers you. So what I do when I got to go out and shovel the driveway or do anything outside, I put the face shield on. So then the wind doesn't hit me in the face. It doesn't fog up because it's far enough away from you. And I'm fine. I'm like, yeah, I stay here for a couple hours. I got no problem. So face shield in the snow is, is good for you. It's way better. Yeah, than... I wish I was your neighbor. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it's great. It's great. I look like a spaceman. I think I'd give you a motorcycle helmet or something. To... Yeah, spaceman was the term I was going to use. That too. So That's kind of what I was thinking. Um, I do have like a jar of safety goggles, Tanda, but I hate safety goggles, which is why I, I then got prescription safety goggles and now it looks like i'm driving oh, a motorcycle nice. yeah they uh they're like motorcycle <laughs> goggles but the one thing i do like about them is they've got foam bumpers around the edges and the whole all that whole assembly you can just take out if you don't want it in there and they're still safety goggles so nice um but other than that i've got a first aid kit in the shop that I actually don't use, if I cut myself, I go inside and wash it out and then take a Band-Aid from inside the house. So I don't know why I have it out there, but it's there for show, I guess, is what you could say. But the, the, but yeah, gloves. That's that's my, you know, if you don't have 82 sets of gloves in your shop, you're doing something wrong. That's all I'm going to say. We, we had a bunch of things growing up in our safety cabinet or our little safety kits that I haven't even haven't seen in years like ointments like methylate um where you like you break the little little ampule little tube thing and it and it soaks out into the cotton and then you can put it on your yeah on your wound and yeah um ammonia inhalers and and things like that that uh, were were just stock items in a in a safety kit that i don't have around the shop i don't know that i would need them I usually just wash stuff out, put some triple antibiotic on it, and if I put a Band-Aid on it, it's to keep from getting blood on whatever I'm working on usually. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. As far as Band-Aids go, um, I will recommend these. <clears throat> I like uh, – they're, they're made by Band-Aid brand, Johnson & Johnson, but you can also get them Not as sponsored. A, not sponsored. And not uh, to be confused with Johnson's. Yes, it's not the same Johnson. Uh, but you can get them at CVS at CVS uh, as a generic. Uh, and they're called, I think they're called colloidal band-aids. And it's like a, it's almost like a rubbery skin. And when you put them on, uh, you leave them on until they fall off. You don't remove them after like a day or so. And you can, they're waterproof. They go in the shower. And I've had... I think the longest I've ever had one on was like a week and a half. And when you take it off, you're like completely healed up. Like there's, it acts as like a scab and it's thick enough that if you're doing work, like out in the shop, if something hits that it's cushioned, like it, it gives you a little mm -hmm. bit. It's not like a, like a regular bandaid is like paper thin. You get hit with that thing on, it's going to start bleeding again. You know, it's, yeah. it's not, it's not very good. You, you, uh, you think plastic scab is a good, is good marketing. You think we could, we could run with that. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't see why not. What What were you thinking? We should sell. Oh, I don't know. That it just seems like that'd be what you would call that is plastic we should, scab. We should sell sheets of scab gabs that you can putty just so you can pick them off. That's right. Can't make your own scabs. 
Well, I'm pretty uh, sure I, that's an actual disease. Uh, I think those are called leeches. Exoriation disorder. Oh, yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, we talked about bloodletting earlier. Yeah, yeah. Well, sucky darn, I think it's time for one of them old-timey commercial energy loops and stuff. Hi, this is Tom from Maker Skills, and I'm here representing Johnson's today. Do you have trouble remembering to put on safety glasses? Think you don't need a mask for a quick sand- sanding? Well, Johnson's, we think you're a moron. We think it's time you grow up and protect your body from the harsh environment your shop creates. Sell all kinds of protective gear at very afford- affordable prices. It's so cheap, you'd be a damn fool not to have extra. Not wearing your PPE may result in health and health problems. Also, a local fictitious hardware store will mock you and call you names. PPE can be found at every register and costs less than than that coffee you felt like you needed to bring with you with you into a hardware. For more information, visit patreon.com forward slash makerskills. What the heck, nabbit? I need to get me one of them. Anyone know what street Patreon is on? I need to go. Johnson's isn't real? What are you talking well, I about? I wasn't talking about, talking about Johnson's. I was just Tom, saying Tom called it a fictitious, hardware, fictitious store. hardware store. Don't listen to what Tom says. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know where... He meant, like, generic. F- fictitious means generic in Tom's mind. Uh, so, anyway, uh, uh, it's time for crossbreeding. Tom, what goes well with PPEing? Yeah, so if you schedule time in the shop uh, to give you adequate amount of time to do a te- test, you're more to, you know, wear PPE and take your time and be safe and things like that. Yeah, all right, I don't, I don't care. Tanda, what, what goes mm. well with PPEing? Yeah, I'm going to say organization, because if it's right there in front of you, then then you're likely to not come up with an excuse not to wear it. If, if you have something right there at the drill press that you use with the drill press, or you have something, you know, near your welder that you always put on, like I have a, like I have an old shirt um, and heavy gloves and so forth right there at my welder, so I'm not tempted to say... Oh, this is just a few tacks. I don't. I don't need to cover up my arms. It's not like I'm going to get burned. And then, like half a day later, I decided to build something bigger than I anticipated, and then I've got, you know, I'm I'm fried. So I'm going to say organization. Having your having your gear right there where it's just a no-brainer to use it. I, I, that's a better answer than Tom's. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an A plus for that one, Tanda. I'll share it with you, Tom. Oh, I didn't win? No. Darn. <laughs> I can tell you're all broken up about it. Okay, what do you got so I can rip it apart? Woodworking. What? Yeah, that's what you use the PPE for. To protect you while you're working. Woodworking. Oh, you don't need PPE for woodworking. That's a terrible answer. Woodworking. I mean, unless you have saws and stuff. Uh, uh, who doesn't have saws when they woodwork? How do you cut the wood? I don't know. Chisels? You need to Planes. wear... Uh, you need... Okay. Here's... I'll tell you a chisel story, Tom. I was wearing my oh, regular glasses. Myself, you know what? Yes. I up. Yeah, no, no, I no, think, no. You no, said chisels, woodworking is a great So we're going to tell answer. you the chisels, okay? Good Here it I is, I like Tom. woodworking. It makes a lot of sense. It's yeah. multi-layered. Yeah, yeah I'm okay it's with very, woodworking. It's, it's like an yeah. onion. It's got, it's got layers. It's got layers. 
I bought one chisel, okay? I had one chisel. <laughs> it was a Bucks Brothers chisel, and I needed no to put a lock so sorry. into... You, yeah, shut up, Tom. I had to put a door lock into a shed at a house that I was renting, right? And I had to, I had to inset the lock, right? So I'm uh-huh. trying to use the chisel to make a little hole in the door frame. And I don't know... Gloves? No, I wasn't wearing anything. I had no protective gear on. I had you my getting, normal. You're chiseling, yes. chiseling you're naked chiseling in a naked? house. You, yeah, that's what? crazy. Buck naked. I'm, I'm glad you proceeded with glasses. this story. This is getting yeah. good. Yeah. So I'm sitting there. Glad we brought this up. Trying to dig the no hammer or anything. This is just the chisel and me trying to make this square hole. And I'm putting that's the chisel in said. and twisting it. I'm twisting it to try to get like the wood fibers to pop that's out. That's how chisels work. No, it's not. And what happens, it twists. It is if you're using it as a flat blade screwdriver. Shut up, Tanda! It twists and ricochets and hits me in the glasses and then hits me in the eyebrow. So the chisel or, or a chunk of The chisel. Were you, were you, did you let go of it? No, I still had it in my hand. It, it, like I was pushing into the door and then I twisted it and as I'm pushing it, flipped backwards. And it, it would have hit me straight in the eye if I was not wearing glasses. Hold I on. have a scar in my eyebrow from where it hit me. Oh, my God. So there's your Is safety for chisels. You like, you, like, were pushing so hard into it, and, the, like, the door moved a little, and your hand went past the door, which means the chisel was put to you from the door. Like, it, the door was the fulcrum. Oh, my God. I have to, like... We need to storyboard this. Was, this. This, is not, this is not the door. This is the door jam. This is what the lock would go into. Oh, so this is more station. explainable. It, it's a, it's, yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. I think That's I saw an episode of this uh, on one of those true crime shows where they figured out how this happened. Yeah. It was, an, it was, a, it was an icicle, right? That's how he died? Because yeah, on the floor? It could have been. Yeah. I didn't die. Oh, that's too bad. No, he just has chiseled features. Well, I do have a chiseled eyebrow. That's true. Um, it's not the feature. Anyway, woodworking chiseled. is my answer. So that's that's my answer. Tom, your your argument is invalid. Again. <laughs> Again. <laughs> that was the most ridiculous shit we've ever done. <laughs> hey, uh, are you gonna fix that? <laughs> There's no fixing that. Uh, so I got something that's broke, and I've been getting help from people on 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 Instagram already. But I'm going to talk about it here just because I feel like it, and we didn't have anything better. <clears throat> um, in for a treat. So I have an air conditioner that's down in my living room. That is, it's a window unit, but it's not in the window. It's in the wall. There's just a cutout in the wall. And it's up near the ceiling. And it's been there, I'm presuming, since at least July of 1988, because that's the manufacture date on, on the, the unit when I took it apart. Wow. Yeah. It's it's no spring chicken. 34 years this thing has been working like a champ. Um, it is a General Electric, which uh, I don't think General Electric makes air conditioners anymore. And... I've taken a few air conditioners apart for scrapping purposes. This one looks nothing like what I'm used to seeing. It has a very interesting design. I'd say a better design than, than modern ones. 
Um, but the problem was you turn it on, the fan comes on, and you can hear the, I don't know, is it a compressor or a condenser? I don't know, which which is it? Which both. Is it both? Or is it a compressor, and then there's an expansion valve that causes it to condense again. The compressor. Okay, so the compressor, you could hear the compressor try to come on for like five seconds, and then it stops. So this is... a heat pump? That's old enough. It probably has uh, Freon in it, right? The refrigerant's probably Freon. Probably, yeah. But, I mean, I... I mean, like, I took it apart and I looked in there. It, it looks like all the other air conditioners I've seen. It looks like a sort of like a weird bell shape, almost like a bottle jack. Like, that's that's the, the shape they're all in. I don't know that it's any different from modern day. But anyway, it's, it's, not, it's not kicking on. So it's not condensing everything to make it cold. It's just the fan is just running. Mm. Um, the fan that cools off the that, – that carries away the excess heat. Like just the the fan that blows it into the room, or the fan, or the fan know. that blows it into the room. Yeah, there's only one fan. Okay. Unless you have one that's got multiple fans, I, I don't have one of those. Um, so anyway, I I asked the people, I'm like, who knows what this is? Tell me things, and a few people spoke up, but cool. The person that I trust the most is Chris Wood over at uh, Guns and Grips. I think that's his handle, Gun and Grips, on, on Instagram. Um, he does repairs on appliances. And he, he told me, he's like, I don't do AC units, but I do refrigerators, and it's the same thing. All the parts are the same, mm-hmm. you know. So he's like, check the capacitor and make sure that the capacitor is within spec. <clears throat> and most of the capacitors I've seen only have two points. Like there's two points you can measure between. This one had three. And when you look at the readout, like if you look on the label, on one side it says uh, 40 and then on, it has a slash and then it says 7.5. And I'm looking at this like, how does it have two ratings? It doesn't make any sense. But if you take the center contact and use that as sort of like the ground, and then you put a lead with your multimeter on one side, it'll give you a reading in microfarads on one side that is different from the other contact. So one side is 7.5 microfarads, and the other is 40 microfarads. And it took me a little bit to figure this out, because I've never had to deal with it before, but the the capacitor was fine. There's just nothing wrong Hmm. with it. Um... So then he told me, he's like, hey, check the wires going to the relay. There's three wires. And he said, do a resistance check. And between all three wires, the resistance should be the same. And if it's different, then one of the coils is busted or something. Something's wrong with the relay. Mm -hmm. So I tested that and I got like, 5.1 5.1 on two wires, then 4.8 on another set, then 2.1 on another set. So none of them are the same. They're they're all wrong. And I'm like, I what what do I do now, man? And he's like, well, it might be the relay, or it could be the compressor, because the because the relay's on the compressor. So he says you got to take it off the mm-hmm. compressor, and check the connections on the compressor and see if you get the same readings, 
or if the resistance is equal on there. And he said, if it's, and he said, it could be like if if all the readings are off, could be the compressor. If that's fine, could be the relay. And then he gave me some some third option that I can't remember, but it's this is where I'm at. Like it's 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 outside right now in the cold with a tarp mm. over it, cause half taken apart because it's cold know. outside. Wait, it's cold. It's cold outside. <laughs> Uh, it is going into the forties tonight, I think. I oh, I have a suggestion. A <laughs> yeah. Crack, crack a window. Air conditioner fixed. Yeah, yeah, Tom, this is for when it's hot out I need the air conditioner. It's not Oh not I tonight. can't help I can't help you then. It's, yeah. Maybe in Alaska that would be a good suggestion. No, but, but uh, what I did do for you, PJ, without <clears throat> your permission, is when you first started talking about this, I ordered you a new air conditioner on Amazon for $166.56. And um, you've been talking about how long that it might be there any minute. There's a problem with that, Tom. The cutout in the wall is yeah. the specific size of the air conditioner, so it has to be that exact size. Yeah, what size yeah, is that? But we've taken care of that. I ordered you a new cutout. <laughs> on Amazon, they have wall cutouts in all kinds of sizes, and they Free even shipping. have. They, and yeah, and so Tom texted me before, What's and I got size? you a cutout that's the same size as the air conditioner that he, Re- that he ordered. Remind me what size you told uh, Tando uh, that was. I didn't measure it. I don't know. <laughs> oh well, I feel like that's a good first step. Maybe we can wait. I'll wait. Go, go do that. All right, hold on. I I tried to measure it, but my tape measure is broken. I don't know. Oh. Let's see. Let's make up the dimensions. Twenty-four by. I can't return a hole in a 15. wall. <laughs> Through wall. No. I'm never gonna get my money it's back. It's a standard size. Yeah. Yep. Twenty-four by fourteen. It's not the same size as the one that's in my window in my bedroom. Four hundred thirty-six dollars. I don't like you that much. Oh, 162 Oh, you could have. I could probably stomach that. What? There's no none in the middle, like a two twenty five. Two or five thousand BTUs. Make sure it's got it's a got remote. I, I want a remote now. control. <laughs> five thousand? That's for like a closet. Five thousand BTU? BTU? Yeah, it's tiny. No. Yes. That's, I think that's a reasonable size. Oh, actually, no, it's like this is this is this is to cool the whole bottom part of the house. You need at least like fifteen thousand BTUs. That's uh, minimum. Fifteen thousand. You don't know anything about air conditioners, do you? I know that my new house has central central air. I'm looking at another window unit for the rest of my life. You know what I did find when I was looking and you were talking is they sell window units that like saddle. Yeah, which is kind of yeah. cool. Like the op- the, the window only needs to open like like four inches for a window unit. Oh, oh, yeah, the the ones that hang on, yeah, they they exhaust out. Yeah, I it's know like what you're a talking U. about. I've seen those. No, 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 no. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, I did watch uh event events. I did watch a yeah. video on uh, heat pumps. I, uh, so my new house has, well, it, well, it, they're all. Right. It's the only way we make cold air, I guess. Um, but I was yeah. looking at mini splits for the the new shop, and there was a good video on like why mini splits are the best thing in the world like most efficient and 
Um, the only thing better would be like an underground piping system to, I don't know what it was called. Um, the geothermal system. Yeah, that's what which I want. Costs a fortune, but mm-hmm. would be worth it if you planned on, planned on staying somewhere for the next years of your life, which a lot of people do. But that's yeah. unfortunately that's not our it's not our lifestyle. Um, kind of wishes, but uh, he said mini splits are incredibly efficient and very like good. They mm-hmm. do have drawbacks, like like they can't do the ex- extreme. It's never gonna. It, you really you really shouldn't use it as your source of heat because when it gets too cold, it can't handle it, and it's because of. I watched that video. I believe. What's his name? He's got a channel. I can't Bob. Uh, Bob. Can't think of it. But he did the he did the one where he like had the water running through the like solar collector growing uh, growing algae oh, and stuff. I think it's the same I'm channel. I'll let you know in the uh, in the after show thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do mini splits. I think in the in the little trailer behind the shop, so that I can make it livable and then move some stuff out mm-hmm. of the shop. This is not oh, fixing my technology problem. connections. I don't know what you guys are doing? Well, wait. What you had a problem? That's what this whole what? segment is, oh. Tom. I have a problem. Gosh. My thing is broken here. Oh. Well, no. You said you had an AC in your bedroom. Yeah, yeah that's for the bedroom. It's time to downsize. Yeah, just 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 stay in the bedroom. We, we gave. I feel oh like we God. gave you. I mean, I the, bought you an air conditioner. Whether you use it or use it or not, it's not my fault. All right. And I well, bought you a hole, and if you don't use it, I have absolutely nothing I can use yeah. it for. All right. Well, when it's, Tand- it's look, not okay, it's look, not for a shop building. Fine, fine. Look, Tom, when Tanda's <laughs> hole gets here, I'm going to put the air conditioner in it, and then we're going to see if it works. Nothing. All right. Nothing good that's about it. that sentence. I don't have anything else to say. I'm going to send this picture to you. I shouldn't say anything else. Nobody should. Well, shucky darn, you did fix it. Ain't that something? All right, it's time for short and sweet, which is probably not going to be either. Tom? Yep. What do you got? Uh, I was just last night, so this will be out by the time this comes out. Uh, I was on Because We Make podcast with uh, Vincent and Brooke, Brooke, are lovely humans and a lot of fun. And then they they run a really good um, podcast that I only recently got introduced to. Now, I'll tell you to go listen to my episode, but more importantly, go back like four, three or four episodes and listen to the Bop It guy. They, they had invented the Bop It on, and it was excellent. Hmm. It, it was such a good story like i'm not i'm not i'm not but the bop it was originally no, a Tom. tv remote for chil- children and that's thing. i mean that's everything but it's not everything the story was really good go watch it go listen to it you could watch it while you listen to it uh, okay i i'm not gonna say i'm not adding to that. <laughs> tanda tanda do you have anything for short and sweet No. <laughs> All right. We're on a roll. Okay. I'm going to derail this train. So um, I'm holding up for, for the two of you to see a book that I bought. And I'm going to tell you how this book arrived here because it's, it's called Mechanical story. 507 Movements. Yes, by Henry T. Brown, which was recommended by Jimmy DeResta. It's been in my Amazon 
you, you know, you put something in the cart and you save it for later. It's below the cart. It's been sitting there for a long time. And I usually do that whenever I need to buy something on Amazon and I don't reach the free shipping minimum. I throw something else on top of it so that I get free shipping. So I have uh, an iPhone 12 Pro and I have a tempered glass screen protector on it. And I dropped the phone a couple months ago and it cracked that screen protector. But it didn't crack it enough. It just had tiny little cracks. I'm like, I'm still okay. It's, it's still protecting the phone. But about, let's say two weeks ago, the cracks started to get bigger. And I'm like, okay, I need to replace this thing. I don't want it to break the actual screen of the phone. So I go on Amazon and I order a replacement. And the brand I got was MagSafe because that's what I had on the phone now. Well, it gets here and I open it up and I'm about to put it on and I realize this is the wrong size. This is for a, what the, the, the iPhone Max. So I have to return it. So then I go back on Amazon and I'm like, I need the right size one. And they're like, okay, we'll just send this one back. So then I order the right size one. That got here four days ago but it wasn't the anti-glare version, which is what I wanted. It was the ultra high gloss version, which I don't like. So then I had to say, okay, I need to, I need to return this. And I ordered the anti-glare version, which showed up today with this book. <laughs> and that's how I got this book because I can't order a screen protector for my phone properly because there's something mentally wrong with me. I don't know what it is, but if you know, please write in and explain it to me because I had to order three tempered glass screen protectors for my phone before I got the correct one. Just something is not right there. I don't know what it is. That's all I got. It's I got nothing else. It doesn't make any sense. Ridiculous. We're going to the secret segment. Oh, wait a minute. We do have something else. We got a new Patreon member. Everyone. Oh, wait, wait where's my bell? Ah, I can't find the bell. What happened to it, Tom? Did you move the <laughs> yep. bell again? I got nothing bell-like over I, here. I really. Oh man. Oh, I found it. Okay. It's out of reach. Okay. So, coming in at the skill level beginner, we have Miguel Angel Villalela. And if you want to find him on Instagram, his handle is uh, Migiv underscore makes. So he is a welcome. brand new welcome, supporter. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, from Spain, I believe. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much from, from across the river here. And, uh, of course, we also want to thank our top Patreon supporters, our very own Tanda and Creator Nader. And if you, too would like to be a supporter of the podcast, go to patreon.com forward slash makerskills and you get to listen to the secret segment, which we are about to go do right now. And it's going to be a doozy because it's about Tom's new house. So, Spain's across the river from PA? Yes, the Delaware River is in between Pennsylvania and Spain. I really need to brush up yeah. on my geography. Oh, it's the secret. The, the Delaware River is his, historically famous. I'm surprised you've not heard of it, Tanda. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Maker Skills. If you should need more skill information, you can find us on Instagram at maker.skills. You can also email us at makerskillspodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at PJ Galati, son of the junk hunter on Instagram and YouTube. You can find Tanda at Tanda Madison on Instagram, and you can find Tom at Infinite Craftsman on Instagram. We welcome any comments. Please leave us five-star reviews on Apple so that we can make more skill madness come your way. See you next time.